Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the words of the infamous Johnny Drama, Circa Entourage, (laughs) Victory Monday, PHNX Cardinals is live your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined today by my fearless co-host, Bull Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Phoenix, your home of winners today as the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> upset the Dallas Cowboys yesterday at home, restoring some faith in the people of the Valley. Bull Brock, you love to see it. That's right. The nine-game losing skid is no more. Throw some dirt on it. It's dead. Bury it. It's over. Oh, man. Unbelievable. I I mean, I had the Cardinals one and two through three weeks, didn't you? I mean, this is exactly how you draw it up, isn't it? I mean, that they they beat probably the toughest opponent on their schedule in their three weeks to start the season, but they did it in, uh, I guess – dominating fashion might be a little too much, but they won handily. I mean, they won wire to wire. They didn't didn't look back. Things got a a little uh, uneasy in the second half, as they always do. And and Dallas coming with their their best punch. And Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis, Drew Petzing, and Joshua Dobbs, they all absorbed them and punched back and did what was necessary to get that dub. And I love – to hear what I heard today from the facility, from Michael Wilson, the rookie, Jonathan Gannon, the head coach, just feels like, okay, yeah, we're excited about this, but we're not content with where we are by any means. Jessica in the chat was yesterday a new PHNX Cardinals record. It was hella fun. It was super fun. Thank you guys yeah. for joining in. This is our highest rated show of all time. You know, again, we're just, we're going to act like we've been there before. NBD. Like, like JG and company. Um, but you guys made that so much fun yesterday, the post game show. BG, Bobrock, myself, Damon Dog behind the mic. Uh, it was a blast. And, you know, as they say, let's keep the good times going, Bobrock, because I think today is the first day that we can set aside. I'm going to I'm gonna declare it right now. I'm setting aside my tank top. The tanks that I have on Tank Tuesday, tanks a lot, I'm, I'm folding them up and I'm putting them away for now because the tank what? is temporarily paused for your boy because I have an apology to make to Bobrock here. Last week at this time, I, I needed to be talked off the proverbial 0-17 ledge because times were tough. Times were real tough after that second half of the New York Giants. And what did the Cardinals do yesterday? For the most part, a very assured W that was probably the best coaching job that I've seen from this franchise since Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles were on the sidelines. So, Mr. Bobrock, you know, I haven't been right a lot lately. You were right about this. The Cardinals were not going 0-17. Thank you, my friend. Oh, well, thank you for the most backhanded uh, apology I think I've ever heard in my entire life. And I've heard some bad ones. Believe me, I've heard some bad ones. But that one takes the cake. But I'm not going to uh, deny it either. So uh, what what a big man you are, Johnny Venerable, for, for being a, held accountable. I'm for, humble and a man of my yeah. work. I'm super, and, and, super 
effing humble. I am, I am kind of bummed, though, that you're going to put your tank away for the remainder of the season. I mean, one game does, does not mean that you're out of the woods. Houston Texans or Arizona Cardinals both. I mean, it, it's, it's great to see a victory. The Arizona Cardinals have been competitive as hell for three weeks of the season. It's a long, long, long sludge to the finish line. Arizona Cardinals, I am confident that they're going to continue to be as competitive as they've been and, and win more games than was predicted by a lot of the pundits. But I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared to – maybe it's just because I've become in, come in love with shirts with no sleeves uh, or I just like a nice bit in Tank Tuesdays. I, I'm not prepared to, to bid it a do right now. I mean, well, it's well, kind I'm, of heartbreaking. We'll talk about it off air. Here's what I think, Phil. Can you remember, real talk, being serious – the, a, a Cardinal team that's been this competitive through three games outside of Cliff's team two years ago to start mm-hmm. the season where they seven and oh or whatever it was and maybe Bruce Arians team in, in 2015 that went to the NFC title game like typically even in seasons that will end up with a better win-loss record the Cardinals will have like non-competitive outings and again it, it's not a moral victory today it's a real victory it happened yesterday I I I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall with this team. I'm not sure it's going to happen this year because typically when does that come, Bo Brock, when the talent level drops off? Where's the talent level right now? In my opinion, it's already bottom third of the NFL, especially defensively. That that gives me trust and belief. I have this source heard from, from people in the know with the, with the Cardinals, their coaching staff. They think, and this isn't breaking news, so much of this coaching staff mm-hmm. that they can win five or six games coaching alone and you could say that's arrogant what you saw yesterday was a byproduct of that nobody in the league outside of a handful of guys the elites could win a game against Micah Parsons and Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys with a quarterback that was traded for in late August Mm -hmm. that won an NFL start and a defense with no Buda Baker and like the Victor Dumacages of the world six round pick a seventh round defensive tackle I mean, it was an unbelievable coaching clinic yesterday, led by, in my opinion, Jonathan Gannon, who right now has ingratiated himself into the Valley as the new Valley darling. The the upheaval of Cardinal fans this morning, ready to declare their love affair for John Gannon. You absolutely love to see it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, we've been telling everybody about this coaching staff and and how it uh, should be able to get this, this team in, in place to compete. But I think still just watching it unfold before our eyes, it's still something, it's a spectacle, man. And, and the marriage between the front office, the scouting department, and the coaching staff, and how they just kind of have such great synergy, not to use like a, a Silicon Valley, like pukish, you know, word. But I think that they have great synergy between the front office and the coaching staff and can identify, Monty Osfort, Dave Sears and crew can identify guys that can play their roles perfectly and Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rawlinson, Drew Petzing systems, or e- even Jeff Rogers on special teams, because special teams is sometimes the forgotten phase that was so important yesterday. Greg Dorch, huge 19-yard punt return by at halftime that set him up for a big 62-yard field goal, which also part of special teams. So they were uh, firing on all cylinders, and, and you're seeing that that even without a perfect roster, you can have near-perfect results with great coaching. And, I mean, to your point, Johnny, you're pointing out on Twitter – uh, with with the Miami Dolphins, you think coaching doesn't matter? Look at what Vance Joseph is doing in Denver and taking his team down to South Beach and just just crapping all over the football field, seventy points and making Sean Payton snap at reporters that they're 
they're bad questions. It was like, a, what is this, a history lesson or, or a question? But Vance Joseph, I mean, I'm, I saw Fire Vance trending on Twitter all day yesterday. Um, there were people in this media market that were, get him, Buddha. When I tweeted, Vance Joseph has no business. Get him, Buddha. No business giving Vance Joseph uh, a coaching interview. And Buddha Baker, I love Buddha, quote tweeted me, put some respect on Vance Joseph's name. Get him, get him. Oh, oh. And then look at this team right now. Vance Joseph's going to be out of the league. He's going to be fired. He's not going to be, he'll never be a defensive coordinator again. He may not get, get him, get him, Buddha. That it was <laughs> one of the most egregious things because every single person in this media market that did that knew deep down this guy can't coach defense anymore. The game has passed him by. Can we just be real for a second? That's what we do better than any show in the Valley. We're real with all of you. We were real about Joshua Dobbs being a real option for this team. And well, 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 look how that turned out. We The Cardinals wasted time interviewing Vance Joseph. Ask our friends at DMVR how that's working out today. <laughs> I mean, they tried to be, they tried to put on their brave face as much as possible after watching what happened in 2018 after he's shown the door and then comes over here and has like one decent season. But then last year gives up the sec, his defense gives up the second most points in the NFL and they hire him. They hire him after he's shown the door once again, and Denver Broncos hire him, and uh, they're they're trying to they got they got a lot of questions, far more questions than answers there with with the Broncos, and our, and our hearts go out to our friends over at DMVR, and our hearts go out to our friends over at CHGO. They're just searching for answers while we're sitting here and we're spiking the football on a victory Monday, and you just love it, right? I just love to see it, and the Arizona Cardinals, the the way that they've won. And, you know, from you got guys like Kazir White, you got Joshua Dobbs, you've just got just a, a entire roster of misfit toys that are just fitting in perfectly and playing their role to perfection. And, and they're getting the defense off the field. The first half for the offense, producer Damon, check out this. This is unbelievable. You think Joshua Dobbs is, is fitting in his last 10 drives with the Cardinals offense in the first half. Oh, my God. He's put him in position to for points. The only one they've hit, they've hit on nine straight drives for points in the first half. It would be 10, but the first of those, those 10 drives was a missed field goal by Matt Prater in the first series against the New York Giants. Missed field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal. And then started yesterday, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, 62 yards mm. in a 21 10 lead at halftime. I mean, Joshua Dobbs and this offense isn't just playing well. I mean, they're firing, especially in the first half on all cylinders. Yeah, we're accepting apologies for people who uh, offered up the notion of, hey, don't trade a fifth-round pick for Joshua Dobbs. Keep that pick. That's a wasted pick. Colt McCoy can do that for you. Come on. It's like the same people as Alex points out in the chat, people saying Dallas lost because of injuries. Thank you so much, Super Chat, by the way, Alex. Meanwhile, our defense is made up of players who wouldn't start on any other team. Bingo. Draft the best 22 players, 11 on 11, between the Cardinals and the Cowboys, respectfully. I mean, three-fourths would be Dallas Cowboys, at least. Everybody wants to anoint Dan Quinn, who didn't want this job, right? Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl. Their offense is elite. They got out coached yesterday. Drew Petzing, would, he took Dan Quinn to the woodshed. That was the <laughs> second most yards his defense has ever given up as the defensive coordinator oh. for the Dallas Cowboys. Think about that for a second. With Josh Dobbs, and you've got tape on Josh Dobbs now. This isn't week one Wildcat BS. It's like, okay, look looked pretty competent, as Bo just mentioned, against the New York Giants, a team in your division. 
And the Cardinals like, no, 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 we're going to run right at you. We're going to run right at Micah Parsons. We're going to lean on this offensive line. I, I owe Drew Petsy an apology. I went on this podcast after week one, and I'm just like, not good enough, Drew. Like, you need to show us something. And boy, has he ever. Back-to-back weeks with 28-point games. The Cardinals are 14th in the NFL in points per game. Let me repeat that. They're, they're better than the league average in points per game through three games mm-hmm. with Josh Dobbs being here for like half a day. That's unbelievable. With guys, a receiving core that Cliff Kingsbury couldn't get points out of, plus DeAndre Hopkins. The usage, and we're going to talk about this, of Rondell Moore, that alone should get you fired up about you have adults in the program now, adults running the franchise. It has been so disheartening. I'm, I'll be real with you for a second, because I know you feel this way. In the NFC West, watching what I think are three elite head coaches, maybe all three go to the Hall of Fame. Carroll's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Shanahan, McVay have an opportunity. It's like it doesn't matter what, and I felt this way, doing this show. The Cardinals could have a super team. Right. Mm-hmm. And at times they have. They've had the better team on paper and they have been out coached so much that it doesn't matter. And they get worse progressively over the course of the season. Now, I'm not saying Gannon's going to remedy all that overnight. Mm-hmm. How many times under Cliff Kingsbury, where it's just, it didn't matter if you had better players, they lost to a San Francisco 49er team during the pandemic that was starting CJ Beathard and Jeff Wilson with the playoffs on the line. The Niners were living in Arizona. They couldn't play or practice in San Francisco. And the Cardinals and Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury got thoroughly outcoached. Now the tables have turned where the Cardinals have a plus coaching staff. The personnel will get there. You know it will. But, man, if I'm a Cardinal fan, this is the best I felt about this franchise at least in two seasons. Yeah, every, anytime you would look at the schedule and you kind of just do the head-to-head, the chess match that's going to go on between the, the opposing coaches, right? Uh, you, you felt like you were at a serious handicap there. I mean, very rarely did you have the edge, if ever, with yeah. Cliff Kingsbury and his and Vance Joseph going against what's on the opposing sidelines. It just it just didn't happen. And you know, I make I, I had that thought today. I'm like, how is how is Jonathan Gannon going to match up with the heavyweights? of the NFC West because as you outlined, I mean, Pete Carroll going to have a bust and can't one day for his performance. And you see the, the consistent success there in Seattle uh, and it stretches, it's stretching beyond the Russell Wilson days and the Legion of Boone days. Uh, and, and they've got the Super Bowl trophy to back it up and Shanahan still seeking his, but been very impressive in, in their recent run. And then Sean McVay's got a Super Bowl trophy. He's been the two Super Bowls and, and he's putting this, you know, chicken shits team in position to contend this this season, which is unbelievable. But I'm excited to see the match of wits between Jonathan Gannon, Sean McVay, Jonathan Gannon, and uh, and Kyle Shanahan, and, and Jonathan Gannon and Pete Carroll because they're going to be epic the next couple seasons uh, to go. And, and it starts this week against Shanahan. But you know, backtracking a little bit, like so, it's it's so relieving to know and, and that this staff doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, that one week or two weeks does not make a season, and they're able to take the data, take the experiences, and take the adversity that they faced in week one and week two, and then build off of that. Take the positives, take the negatives, take the 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 defensive efforts in week one, take the offensive performance in week two, take the collapse in week two at the end of, in the second half, and apply it to the next week and get better and that's what they did, and they put together a complete game and just beat the hell out of the Dallas Cowboys, and it feels good. You know, there's so many different, like, 
there's different legs to this game. Like Dan yeah. Quinn said, thanks, but no thanks. Michael Bidwell and, and Monty Austinfort reportedly to, to a head coaching job. And thank God, because like, I just don't think we've seen Dan Quinn as a head coach and sure he got to a point where his team was leading 28 to three in the Super Bowl, but I don't think he ever really came back and will ever truly come back from that. Where I think Jonathan Gannon is new blood, his new blood across the NFL and it's resonating with the players in the locker room, and we're seeing it already ahead of schedule play out for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I don't think enough can be said about the fact Gannon put the staff together by yeah. himself. This was not a, uh, I don't know, Steve Kime, I'm going to do your staff, Cliff. Don't right. worry because you don't have any NFL contacts. Steve Wilkes, who put together respect. We're going to set up some play dates for you. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> you know I, mean, I don't know why I keep doing that voice today. Steve Wilkes, who... There were people in the Valley that said, like, this staff's unbelievable. It was one of the worst staffs in modern NFL history, that Wilkes staff, circa 2018. You think about, like, what were we concerned about last February with how late this hiring was? Who, who's going to be on this staff? What are they going to do? And Gannon had a plan, certainly executed it, stole Drew Petzing, stole Nick Rallis, and kept Jeff Rogers. It's in, a, it's in a borderline elite staff already. I know people will, will, will scoff at that. There, you can't tell me there are. 20 better staffs in the NFL right now. No chance. There are guys that are winning despite their staff, right? I think Buffalo falls into that category. I'm not big on Sean McDermott. Certainly what's happening with the Chargers. I mean, there are teams that are much more talented than the Cardinals. The Cardinals coaching staff has to be a unit on the rise. And again, that just goes back to like, what did Bruce Arians always do? He empowered his people. Let's get Todd Bowles, future NFL head coach, right? Let's empower Byron Leftwich, who had a nice career after the fact. Let's empower these assistant coaches. So I, I, I think we've finally gotten back to that point. It's just now it's like, how, how long can we hang on for dear life to Nick Rallis and Drew Petzing? Thankfully, it's a conversation yeah. for another day. Let's get to some of these super chats. Office Max, super sticker, 99 th cents. Thank you so much, Office Max. And then AZ fan 1998 friend of the program, yesterday, Bo, was a culture change. Mm -hmm. Time to keep it going. 100% agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and the opportunity up next is, you know, it it, it the, the road gets a little tougher, doesn't it? And it's great because you want to see that as the measuring stick. You want to see what really what this coaching staff is made of. And it starts with your first division opponent is, is the best division opponent, you know, right out of the gates. And, you know, I think Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rawls had the benefit of, of kind of knowing at least the last two weeks uh, a little bit of their scheme. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rawls faced the San Francisco 49ers team in the NFC Championship game, and they lost Brock Purdy. You've seen all the excuses that Niners fans have made for that uh, drubbing that they received. But, you know, there's a little familiarity there. But this is going to be a new era of, of NFC West football where the Arizona Cardinals actually have a big boy head coach, which is, is exciting to think about. And, to, you know, and also it's ridiculous to think, and I know we had the Super Chat way long ago, but that the Dallas Cowboys are pointing the injuries when the Arizona Cardinals are down two starting defensive linemen, Buda Baker, and they are down Kyler Murray before the season even started. You fucking kidding me? You're going to come at with, with injuries because you lost your ball hawking corner. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big loss. I don't think anybody's going to deny that, but then you also lost, you know, two, two offensive linemen where people, you know, teams all around the league are dealing with that kind those kind of injuries. This is the biggest crock of shit I've heard this season. We've heard a lot of garbage spewed at this team. Thankfully, like I didn't see that, but I have seen like people make excuses for Dallas this morning. And like I still think Dallas, Dallas is going to win 10-plus games. Like Dallas will be a playoff team. That was a playoff team you saw yesterday. 
but you also saw a coaching staff that I think put the NFL on notice with this performance over the course of these last three weeks. Like, we're coming. Prepare yourself now. Everybody get their dubs in now over the course of the landscape of the NFC because I, I don't know how you, you don't sweat when you think about K-1 in this offense. If you're an opposing offense, yeah. you're opposing fr- NFL franchise. How does that Joshua Dobbs' play, though? How has it put you and this fan base, and I'll speak to this, at ease in, in your ability to say, hey, K-1, take your time? Yeah, I think that that's legitimate. And I think they get another win before Kyler Murray comes back regardless. This was always the toughest stretch of the season. And they somehow have been in all three games, should have won at least two and beat the toughest team thus far. I think Joshua Dobbs, at some point, he's going to make a mistake in the passing game. And that's okay. Like he hasn't thrown an interception yet. He's got two touchdowns, no picks. Now, the dominant run game has been featured, and that that's what you should be doing. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, He's only has so many attempts. Okay, you want Josh Dobbs to throw 50 times a game or you're trying to win a football game? You want to <laughs> utilize his skill set and put him out, let him run around? Of course. I think Kyler Murray is on a the, – the timeline to me doesn't change, but for whatever reason, Bo, if there was a little bit of hesitancy because you couldn't win a game until he came back, maybe you'd say, okay, we got to get K-1 out there. we got to do this. But now, certainly, they can, they can proceed, for lack of a better term, with kid gloves. But I, I, I think now – I mean, it's really unfortunate that they couldn't have won these first two games because, again, that probably sets false expectations. I was the one who went on Twitter, and I thought they could win seven games this year. And people are like, that's ridiculous. They're going to go winless. I just said there's a better chance that they go seven or eight yeah. and nine, seven and mm-hmm. ten, as compared to like having the first pick in the draft. Like What we've seen so far, barring something unforeseen, like they're not going to have the first pick in the draft. They're, they're way too well coached. The NFC is a... A big pile of dog shit. You know, the, the teams <laughs> that they play are in the middle of the season are not very good. That game, that road game against Chicago, that's terrible, right? Who knows what the Rams are going to look like? The Seahawks haven't been super competent thus far. I mean, like the Cardinals are going to get to, I think, somewhere between five and seven wins. But again, like the sooner K1 does come back, Bo Brock, and the faster he can get implemented into this offense and look like Josh Dobbs plus, cause that's what you're asking for. Yeah. Like you're wanting Josh Dobbs plus like a touchdown and a half. Then this team goes from, it's a nice story to, Oh, they're ahead of schedule. Oh, they're making noise this year and they're poised for a playoff berth sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean that, that quarterback design run, the second play from scrimmage yesterday is housed by Kyler Murray, even Correct. just coming off his knee injury. Josh Dobbs said that his, uh, his little meter that he wears, you yeah. know, the sports bra that, that Kyler Murray got made fun of by on, on social media that every player wears. Uh, it was the data said he was about like 19.8 miles per hour on that run. Kyler Murray has is clocked in well over 20 miles per hour. He outruns defenders. He's in the end zone on that yeah. play. That would that would be that's going to be electric. It is. It, there's going to be some rust to be knocked off. And I let's not discount, you know, how cerebral and, and how truly just like, uh, how smart a guy like Josh Dobbs is. It's something that's that's what we hear every press conference from his coaches, from his teammates and stuff like that. And also his just his familiarity with the system. Let's not discount that. And, and that's something that Kyler's going to have to get up to speed to. But I completely agree. I think this offense is going to get knocked into another gear once their franchise quarterback comes back. You know, I got asked yesterday, you had a chance to talk with Michael Wilson. Like Michael Wilson is on the cups, cusp of, being a breakthrough player for this team, like as a rookie. And somebody asked me, like, where are the touchdowns, though? I think the touchdowns should be tempered, at least without Kyler Murray. 
until K1 comes back for everybody in this offense. I think what you're getting from Dobbs is great. I think it's James Conner predominantly is your number one option. And then if you can pepper in one, maybe two passing touchdowns per game, that's your your that's asking a lot anyway. But like Michael Wilson will score touchdowns when Kyler Murray comes back in this offense. Trey McBride, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore. I mean, this offense will be back to I think 35, 40 points on, on a regular basis. We will see this team explode against bad teams. I mean, if they're putting up 28 points with Josh Dobbs against Dan Quinn's defense that shut out the Cowboys or shut out the Giants and made Zach Wilson look even worse. Yeah. You're allowed to have high expectations because I like Josh Dobbs a lot. I was a big advocate for him coming here. Kyler Murray's a top 10 player in this offense, a top 10 quarterback in this offense. I fully believe that. Yeah. Talking to Wilson today, he, you know, he was very complimentary. He says he's got a great relationship with uh, Joshua Dobbs. They, uh, they're, they're both, you know, deep thinkers. Wilson went to Stanford. He, he joked that, you know, Joshua Dobbs always said he wanted to go to Stanford. I don't know if he just wasn't Stanford material or something coming out of Georgia. Can't, can't relate I mean, to that myself. He got accepted. He committed to the, the Harvard of the West already in ASU and decommitted. But he, he decided to go to Tennessee and, and join their uh, their their Astro, what, engineering? Or what was it? The Aero, what, What's his damn degree in? Aerospace engineering. Yeah, aerospace engineering. Um, but... You know, it, it seems like they've got a good rapport. And, you know, Zach Ertz talked about the good rapport. Josh, Joshua Dobbs, he's even making funny TikToks about Micah Parsons today. Like, he's enduring himself uh, to to this fan base and to the NFL. Like, a- after so many years, I think I, tw- I tweeted it out yesterday. Like, he waited 2,339 days between getting drafted and his first win. And that might be a little sappy, but that's that's a long-ass time to really wait for your opportunity uh, and, and something where you kind of know that you've got the skill set to compete, but you never got the real chance to do it. I mean, he was quarterback three in Cleveland, and like, who knows what would have happened? Would he have yeah. been on the roster this year? He got beat out by DTR. Like, was was he probably practice squad bound? I mean, they the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs like is it's a match made in, in football heaven. They deserve each other. They said, get us to Kyler Murray and Josh Dobbs. Said, Give me an opportunity. I can play in this league. I showed it last year. And again, I emphasize this yesterday. It bears repeating, Bill Brock. Like, it's one thing if you're Dobbs and you start for San Francisco, loaded team, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo. It's another thing to come to a team where everybody thinks you're going to lose and lose badly. Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos esque, and to win games and be competitive in all three games, especially these last two weeks, and to lead all of those points in the first half. That he's going to have, I think, now a resurgence in the NFL. I hope the Cardinals with all due respect to Clayton Toon, can keep him as the primary backup. I think that would be smart for everybody involved. But, like, you know, do you think Jacoby Brissett regrets not coming here if the Cardinals did, did indeed offer him a contract last March? I think there's a lot of regret by people who scoffed at this franchise. And listen, you and I were on this podcast on a regular basis saying the Cardinals right now are a tough sell to people around the NFL. But look at the people who subsequently said no to this franchise. Even with a complete reset, Jacoby Brissett, who's backing up trash can Sam Howell, who had like four picks <laughs> yesterday, he's not playing. He'd be playing here, right? Ian Cunningham, that I tweeted it out, Chicago Bears assistant GM, uh, was offered the GM job over Monty Austin for it. Is he going to have a job in personnel after this year with what's going on in Chicago? And then you mentioned it, like Dan Quinn. 
Dan, hey, Dan, you want to be an NFL head coach? Maybe people won't, <laughs> won't want to hire you after this year. You just gave up 28 points and 222 yards rushing. Like, yeah. <laughs> cash in while you can, folks, especially for a team like the Cardinals had a really bad 12 to 18 month stretch. But yeah. they have been, I would say, an average to above average franchise circa, you know, 20, 2007. They're in the playoffs. They host Super Bowls. They've been to the postseason. They've had pro bowlers. I mean, it's just like, let's let's be real. You can have a bad stretch. And, and Michael Bidwell's got stuff absolutely to work on. But like to act like the Cardinals were the Jags or to act like the Cardinals were just uh, the complete joke of the NFL for like the past day. Where have we been? This team yeah. was just in the playoffs. That People are getting their comeuppance today, respectfully. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's, you know what it's, it comes down to really, especially with those candidates that said thanks, but no thanks is they were scared to really forge their own That's path. Right. That's right. And and I don't like that. Like that, that's a lack of competitiveness. And I would, I would much rather roll with the guys like Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon said, just give me an opportunity. That's all I want because right. I know I don't care what, what, who, what team, what logo I got on my chest. I don't care what roster you pit me with or what cap situation or what quarterback or this or that. I don't give a shit. I want my opportunity to be a head coach, a general manager, and I'll make it work there in the desert. I'll, I'll, I'm going to change the narrative around this organization. That's, that's kind of been, uh, Sticking around too much for too yeah. for too long. Ben Cork, two dollars super chat. Monty clearly can scout. He knew Josh Dobbs was our guy. Yet they knew it back in March, and they listen. They made in there. We've talked about it on the show. Not bringing him into March. They they surely win one of these first two games. Had he been here all off season, but again, in the grand scheme of things, they got it right, and that's what matters. You guys can get it right right now. There's live football going on. You guys are hanging with us, but dabble with DraftKings. By the way. Using that bonus code PHNX. So there's a double header tonight. I don't know how many more weeks they're going to be doing these double headers, but take advantage. You can live bet uh, Tampa Bay and the Philadelphia Eagles right now, or you can dabble later on the LA Rams going to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow will play, but I'm going to tell you right now, I love the Rams in that game. I think the Rams went outright. Take the Rams money line. Also, take PHNX $150 instantly for bonus bets. Right now, Diamondbacks, they lose today, dabble tomorrow. $5 on baseball. I was on uh, DraftKings before the show, Bo Brock. There are like three, count them, three opt-in bonus bets tonight for the slate of NFL games. It's like Christmas morning every day. So what are you <laughs> waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that bonus code PHNX. Again, $150 instantly for bonus bets. Just $5 only at DraftKings with the bonus code PHNX. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Help is available 888-789-777. Uh, gamble responsibly. Bonus bets expire seven days after uh, assurance. Eligibility and restrictions apply. Walking tall today. It's a victory Monday. Why not kind of just set your fit off with some premium polarized shades for our friends over at shady rays yeah look at those we've got, if you're watching on youtube you'll see a cool pair of sunglasses i know that johnny has a pair i've got a pair producer damon's got a pair bought some for my son bought some for my wife we're all shady rays customers and we're all very satisfied with the premium polarized shades that they have on their website shadyrays.com take advantage of the best deal of the season 50 percent off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades now you've got the 100 percent polarized sunglasses which are really going to protect your eyes or if you're playing golf you're out there maybe shooting some hoops hoops in a park 
uh, you're going to want to maybe less polarization. They've got that for you, but you're not going to have to pay a premium price for, you know, premium polarization or, you know, one that fits whatever activity you might be doing. You're not going to break the bank. It's not, you're not going to find any sunglass pair for over a hundred bucks. It's well under a hundred bucks over at Shady Rays, especially if you cash in with our promo code 50% off two or more pro- pairs of premium polarized sunglasses with that code PHNX five-star rated by over 250,000 people be the next person to rate it five stars shadyrays.com you can also find them in Kierlin up in North Scottsdale at their store Shady Rays our friends at Shady Rays definitely trending up here in the valley more and more people have uh, a pair and love them and are never going back myself included who is trending up and maybe trending down Arizona Cardinals edition uh easy easy pickings this week Bo Brock I'm gonna go first if it's cool with you because I'm so fired up about this group that I've got for trending up after yesterday's dub against the Dallas Cowboys this is my trending up player of the week uh again four-part apology along with Dennis Gardeck Rondell Moore Rondell Moore <laughs> I mean this is the best way he looks like an NFL player he looks like a high-end NFL player that was drafted in the second round out of Purdue this franchise, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, the utilization of, of some of these players. This is why they did not go out and spend a bunch of money. They said, we're going to work the Collinger this year, see who's worth keeping, what can they do well. Zayvon Collins to pass rusher, Isaiah Simmons, get the F out, Rondell Moore. We're going to use you all over the place. Is he a running back? Is he a scat back? He's a weapon. Number four is a weapon right now that Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys can't catch up to. So happy for him. I hope he has, continues to have immense success. How about Jonathan Ledbetter? I mean, the chips are falling with this defensive line, interchangeable. Guys are injured up and down. Like 93's out there for seemingly every snap. It's a guy who was, again, undrafted, developed under Vance Joseph, and could have easily been a cut this this training camp preseason based on, you know, pre-draft rankings or whatever. No, no, no. He comes in here, he works his ass off, and he's a good football player. Like, is he ever going to make a Pro Bowl? I don't think so, but he's, he's going to be somebody that has earned, if he hasn't already, the immense respect of this coaching staff. He's a stalwart on this defensive line, played big time football at the university of Georgia undrafted. And now just, he's a lunch pro player. You absolutely love to see it. Jalen Thompson to me right now is the MVP of the secondary with respect to Keetrell Clark, no Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Dean up CD lamb yesterday, holding CD lamb to under two, under 60 yards. I mean, like Jalen Thompson, in my opinion, he's one of the best values on this team and he got a contract extension last year, but <laughs> his, his, his ability to play the pass, and, and to keep the, the secondary organized, let's not undersell that. Like Marco Wilson's going through some ups and downs. Keetra Clark's a baby. He's a six-round pick. And then it's just Jalen Thompson. We've got our guy, Kayvon Wallace, who has been a great player for them, but he's only been here less than three weeks. Yeah. Jalen Thompson is the glue of this secondary. Uh, with respect to Buda Baker, <laughs> he is invaluable right now. The interception in week one, the ability to cover CeeDee Lamb. He's covering the slot. He's moving to free safety. I'll tell you right now, he's one of the few players the Cardinals cannot afford to lose. He's been playing that well. Yeah, he's been great. And if you want to know how important his position is to this defense, just look at how Philly responded to when they lost Devontae Maddox. I mean, playing that slot and being so important as far as the coverage and, and going with you know receivers in motion and, and the, the play he made in the red zone was huge on fourth down where he just took away and you know, like really the only option that Dak Prescott had to go to at that point, just uh, just sticking on CD Lamb on that play, unreal by Jalen Thompson. I wish we had started, especially on a victory Monday. We started with the trending down. 
uh, and because so we could finish on a high note. But I'll, I'll follow what you, what your trend is. I'll trend up as well. Look at my three studs from over the weekend. Oh, look at that photo from Kazir White. Love that. I've also got Rondell Moore in there as well. I love his utilization. I think that he's really embracing this and he's doing he's he's taking the coaching very well. And I think that he understood what the assignment was coming from the previous regime and getting into the new regime and focusing on on his health and of course focusing on what he can control when he has the ball in his hands because he made that play Looks so easy from 45 yards out to the house. Love to see it. Doing all the things that have been asked of him. You know, a guy to be a single back in a in the backfield after sustaining the injuries that he has throughout his career, just accepting that role at his size. I think that's a tip of the cap to Rondell Moore, and, and glad to see that paid off. And then Kazir White, kind of the face of of this regime change coming over with Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis and playing and balling out like he has. I saw Cardinals media relations uh, head Mark Dalton point out that he's the only guy with 30-plus tackles, a sack, and an interception in the NFL this year. The guy does it all, and then he also does it even more so, transcending the playing field, being a leader in that locker room, setting the tone that Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis want. Uh, I mean – you can't ask for anything more, and for a guy to kind of be under the radar like he was as a free agent this offseason was huge for the Arizona Cardinals. JG, I called him here. He called Kazir on local radio today, War Daddy. I just nice. love it. He's my War Daddy, uh, Kazir White, out there playing like a dog. And then Matt Prater. Matt Prater, three for three in his field goals yesterday, including the 62-yarder at halftime. I think that can't go unnoticed. He was so big. If we put up the first half stats again with what Joshua Dobbs and this offense has done, a lot of field goals in there, one miss. But other than that, real consistent from Prater uh, so far. Just a, a massive, massive, uh, just consistent, easy, easy guy to rely on for points for the Cardinals offense when they need it, and it's at a premium. Remember, he missed a couple of field goals in the preseason. We were all freaking out, like, is this it for Prater? He looks done. Uh, how about yesterday when the Cardinals made a 50-plus field goal the penalty on the Eagles, and then the Cardinals didn't really move the ball again. It was a little bit closer, and he made it again. And I'm like, this is yeah. such a stereotypical Cardinal moment. Of course he's going to miss it. No, <laughs> I mean, that, that field goal was huge, as was the return by Greg Dorch and the field goal by the end of the half. I can't wait till you break that down tomorrow on the Greg Dorch podcast. 12.30. With boy. 12.30, shameless plug, but we love it. We love Greg <laughs> Dorch. Uh, it's going to be great to talk to Greg on a victory Tuesday. Uh, let's go to trending down with a twist, right? Because, again, a lot of good. So I don't want to be mm-hmm. negative here, but I'm going to be negative with the folks at Pro Football Focus. Trending down is PFF <laughs> right now. Pro Football Focus, they released their offensive line grades. We can see that, Damon Dog. Uh, they've got like Paris Johnson Jr., who every time I see a clip from yesterday was putting people on their ass. They had him in like in the 50s. The Cardinals rushed for 222 yards, and they had the Cardinals offensive line as like subpar for the game. Like, come on, guys. I love, I love what you do. We got people on from PFF like, Let's let's watch the let's watch the day with our eyes, please. So PFF, you're trending down. Top five pick in the 2024 draft is also trending now with the Arizona Cardinals. And again, I'm not I'm not going to complain about it, right? Like I wanted Joe Alt, I wanted Marvin Harrison Jr. It still could come to fruition, but like CJ Stroud looks pretty good. I've seen a bunch of stats about it's a long season. You could hit a rookie wall. Houston's going to win more games than I thought, and the Cardinals are going to win more games than I thought. So. Again, top 10 pick is still is still great. Give it to me. Michael Parsons went 10th overall. Justin Jefferson went in the 20s. Like, there are great players to be had. I have immense uh, faith in this coaching staff and the scouting department. But I think 
it's clearly the top the top picks right now are trending down. And I threw cornerback depth on there. I thought Marco Wilson was just okay yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I I put a tongue in tweet tongue in cheek tweet out. Keytrail Clark, like, you know, I, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to like, give him some help, but who are you gonna help him with? Like, if we're gonna let these young players sink or swim, let's let him sink or swim. And he made yeah. a play at the end of the game. I just it was tough watching him, you know, struggle mid midway through the game. And I thought, oh man, if they just had one more corner. One more veteran to, to kind of help out, but I think that's Jalen Thompson. He's he's pulling double duty. He's a corner yeah. slash safety. So a little bit concerned about some of these teams coming up that can re- I mean, say what you want about these teams thus far. Dallas was the first team where they were like they had dudes at receiver. And, you know, respectfully, Washington, while they had Dotson and, and Terry Metcalf or McLaurin, I should say. <laughs> um, not Terry Metcalf. Sam <laughs> House throwing the football. Daniel Jones is, you know, say what you want. The, the Giants receiving core isn't great. Like they're gonna be some, yeah. they're gonna be some teams that go three or four deep at wideout. So that'll be tested as it was yesterday. Yeah. But they did a nice job to, to ease those concerns. You know who could help the depth is Garrett Williams. Can we get him back off of injured reserve, please? I'm ready for it. Yeah, he's uh, eligible after this week. So is Kyler Murray. We'll get an update on that later in the show. I hated this exercise today. I hate to trend down uh, a trio of players uh, after a big win like that, especially when they're battling their ass off like they did. And the big guy made my list, unfortunately. Johnny, you went to bat for Paris Johnson Jr. And absolutely, he deserves it. He's earned wow, the trust of this organization. It doesn't mean that he's down and out. He just had a rough game, and he's only got one direction, I think, to go and it's back trending up. But look, three penalties. He had the sack that he gave up to Micah Parsons. It was bad. Uh, but look, this it happens. He's a rookie. He's a, he's a this is a first year player. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. I absolutely as soon as he turns it around, he's going to be right back up on my trending up. Uh, and like I said, this was a tough exercise to find three people to to put on this list. So that's also why you find BJ Ujolari here, who I think is just trying to get back into. Uh, get right physically after he had the procedure this off season after he was drafted, but he's, you know, hovering anywhere between like 11 to 19 snaps in the first three weeks of the season. We haven't seen much of an impact outside of one play. And that was the Jalen Thompson pick that BJ Ogilari had some nice pressure on Daniel Jones in week two. But other than that, haven't said his name that often this season. And then the Cardinals tight end, this is just solely based off of week three performance. There just wasn't a whole lot going on and they weren't too, they didn't make that big of an impact as far as, you know, moving people around running or in pass pro their blocking was not, uh, did not grade out too great. Um, So, Tight ends, if I had to pick three trending down, it's the Cardinals tight end group, B.J. Ujolari and Paris Johnson Jr., who probably had his welcome to the NFL game, and now he moves forward and upward from that moment. You know what I love about it, though? He toughed it out. It still has not missed a snap this year. The Cardinals offensive line set the tone the entire game. And then the last drive, I mean, after Kazir White's interception, like they grinded the clock out. They did not punt back to the Dallas Cowboys. And so, like, it's the eye test. And we love our friends yeah. at BFF. But, like, the eye test says Paris Johnson Jr. has been a, a godsend and above-average rookie right tackle this year. I'm going to stick with that because, again, like, we should hold him to the expectation that eventually one day he's going to shut down Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. Like, that's why you drafted him. That's why you're going to pay him, you know, $100-plus million one day. So I'm okay. I'm, hold, I'm okay holding him to those expectations. But I think Zach – Earths right now the drop yesterday that was that was critical that that mm-hmm. was tough and I I don't know Trey McBride maybe they I don't know how Dallas defends the tight end probably pretty exceptional 
I, I would say yesterday was the day they were like, we're going to go to our, our horses at receiver and maybe pivot off of the tight end targets. Cause I don't think did Trey have a, a target outside of his initial catch and run Ertz only had like two to three. Yeah. So I think just kind of pick your poison, whatever best suits the offense with Dobbs. And you mentioned it with BJ Ojolari, probably just going to be a tough year for him um, because he missed so much of the off season. We knew that, like, I think sure. he'll get his opportunities and he'll have a couple games where you're like, man, I, we see the flashes, but he he needs to stay healthy and he needs an entire offseason to be able to blossom into a full-time player. Well, and that, that's what's kind of unfair about these lists, right? Because you have to find, you know, and identify three players. And, you know, I, you have to also say how resilient Paris Johnson Jr. and Keetrell Clark were when they yeah. were taking on tough assignments, when they're facing up against Dallas's best players where, you know, Paris Johnson Jr. gets beat by one of the greatest football players in the universe and Micah Parsons on it. It's going to happen, right? And then he's able to bounce back. He's able to make, as as Agent 47 points out here, he was a dog in the run game. Absolutely. But it's it's a it's it's the full resume of work from week three that we're kind of basing these, you know, trending up and trending down on. Keetrell Clark, you know, obviously gave up some plays as well, but made enough plays to get the win. And Jonathan Gannon pointed that out post-game yesterday. It's just like he's got the correct mindset for an NFL cornerback to where, you know, it's still from Ted Lasso. So you have to kind of have like a goldfish, uh, you know, memory where you just t- 10 seconds and forget about it because you, you're going to give up your plays. It just happens at this level. These are not just some of the best players on the Dallas Cowboys. Like as you, you pointed out, these are some of the best players in the NFL. Yeah. Like this Dal- the, the strength of this team is going up against the Cardinals rookie CD lambs, top three to five player on the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Parsons is their best player. Right. That's, that's the assignment for these rookies. And I don't know. I, I, I love to watch them sink or swim. I will never hold it against them for, for trying it out because to, to be the best, you got to play the best, right? Greg, $2 yeah. super chat. Garrett was an interesting one. Garrett Williams or K1 Kyler Murray returning first, Bull Brock, off of the pup. Now they're both eligible, as you mentioned, to be activated a week yeah. from today on October 1st. Uh, I will, man, I think there's a good chance they're both activated at like the same time. I know that's a cop-out answer. I will go... Hmm, I'll go Kyler Murray first. Mm, I was going to I'm going to say, I mean, completely... Uh, I disagree. I think Garrett Williams would probably be... It, just the position, um, and I think just where he is. I mean, he, he tore his ACL in, in October, and I just think physically, in, in the position that he has to play without having a really... Uh, take his his lumps as far as learning it and scheme and all that. I think he's he's more first to to get back earlier than Kyler Murray, but it, it could be close. I mean, I hope I hope he's off the NFI. You know, at this time next week, that that's going to be a fantastic addition for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, the rookie class overall. Um, it's it's something that Michael Wilson talked was asked about today, and he tried to kind of pinpoint how they've been able to have so much success. You know, obviously the mindset, the resiliency that we just mentioned, Michael Wilson kind of gets into it from his perspective. Yeah, I think it speaks mountains to the rookie class and and to the front office for bringing in like-minded individuals who, like, you know, Monty and JG said they want to build a culture of high-character guys who love football and and do things the right way outside of the building too. And I think myself and Keytrell and Paris and BJ and OP, and I, I can name all the guys that are playing right now, but I think we all embody that. And so um, I 
got a lot of love from our rookie class, and I think we've got some special people, some special personalities in our class, and I think we're it's only going to get better from here because we've got the right people in in the building who accept nothing but you know their best and, and winning. So, and that's the the mindset throughout the class, and you know, I mean. We saw the clip that Arizona football, for whatever reason, put out Steve Kime saying the toughest thing to judge is heart and mind. And remember how tone deaf that was, right? But, and he clearly struggled in doing it. But in their first year, first year on the job, first offseason, Jonathan Yan, Monty Austinford, Dave Sears, the assistant general manager, they're, they're able to f- figure it out, right? It seems like they were able to get a good idea of who, who loves ball, right? Obviously, Jonathan Gann always talks about guy loves ball, right? And I think that they, you know, Michael Wilson said that much today. He loves ball. Uh, Joshua Dobbs loves ball. And so does each and every one of the guys that they brought in this offseason. They share that that common thing that they, they just they live, uh, eat, and dream football. And it, that's, a, that's a big part of this. Like, they're, they're not here just like, hey, pick up a check and go play a game on Sunday. I mean, it, it's more than that. They They – it's their entire lives. Well, and I think to Chase's point, you know, sending guys like Simmons packing, that's the antithesis of, of Kime's approach where Uber yeah. athletic will figure it out. You know, we're, we're out thinking the room, new positions, tweener players. They're just trying to hit doubles and triples, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, the, this draft class, and we're high on Michael Wilson. If like Michael Wilson gets a second contract from this team, that's a huge success. If Keytrell Clark, can, it turns into a starter as a six round pick. Like, yeah, you want Paris Johnson Jr. and B. Joe Gilari to vie for Pro Bowls, right? But, like, that's what the Cardinals have been missing as a franchise is just building depth and their team around their draft picks. It's been supplemental guys. It's been the Ben Neemans of the world. It's been overpaying, trading for Rodney Hudson, Band-Aid free agents. Like, the, they have a, an idea of how they want to build a team, and it's the opposite approach. And, again, I, I commend them for how they handled this offseason. I'm sure it wasn't easy at times to put the checkbook away, just say we got we got to trust our development and draft process. We got to co- trust our coaches, and and they're, it's paid dividends right now because the people that are enjoying this are the people that are bought in, and there are there are very few egos left in that building, and it's a great place to start building. You know what else is is a great place? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now is our friends at Fubo TV. If you're looking for the supreme streaming service right now, again, get out of those contracts, get out of these other, delete all those other apps. And, ha- and hook up with our friends at Fubo TV, FuboTV.com slash PHNX. They've got 140 plus channels of live sports, shows, movies, news, and more. It is my go-to for Pac-12 football. They have the Pac-12 network. Fear not. Watch ASU, <laughs> U of A, Colorado, if they're ever on the Pac-12 network, Oregon. Pouring out for the Pac-12. Watch it with our friends at Fubo TV. And they- they've got the Cardinals. They've got NFL Network, Red Zone. We were checking it out in the studio yesterday. U.S. Open Tennis, Ryder Cup. It is my go-to stream service for sports. They've got so much more than that. Watch all your favorite college, NFL, and more with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash phnx. Sign up now. 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. Bo, you will not regret that you did. No, and you won't regret checking out what Wink has to offer for you. Of course, seltzers, unbelievable right now. Everybody loves a nice seltzer, right? But this one doesn't have any alcohol in it. It's got that THC, so you can get rid of the booze and maybe put out some uh, THC in your seltzer. Instead, you got to try it. Delicious flavors. Wink is here in the Valley. It's just in a 
couple different markets right now, and you can get the 2.5 or 5 milligram cans of Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at Sunday Goods Dispensaries in the Valley. You, if you're down in Tucson as well, you can go to the Botanica Dispensary in Tucson as well. They're in 12 states nationwide. You can find them online, drinkwink.com, D-R-I-N-K-W-Y-N-K.com. Find out what Wink's about. Also, with their sister product, Countdown, is about as well. Get ready for lift off with Countdown, a nano emulsion of cannabis-infused beverage that delivers a sky-high blast and powerful flavor. Wink and Countdown, drinkwink.com. Topic 64, friend of the program, so gracious, $1.99 Super Chat, JV, some supplemental guys kick ass. Uh, they they sure do. Jalen Thompson is one of those <laughs> supplemental guys. This team, I mean, Jalen Thompson represents everything this team has not had over this the course of the last 10 years with when it comes to filling out the roster. And uh, you can see why guys like Jalen Thompson playing their best football, in my opinion, to date under this new regime. Bull Brock, another guy that's playing his best football during his short NFL career. We mentioned him earlier, number four, Rondell Moore who, again, receiving yards this year, fairly modest. But it was something that happened yesterday. Rondell Moore housing what ended up being like a 55-yard touchdown uh, that really set the tone in the second quarter and allowed the Cardinals to get on the board yet again. And uh, there's been some whispers on the Twitter streets like, have the Arizona Cardinals under Drew Pedsing and Jonathan Gannon unlocked what Rondell Moore was supposed to be this entire time? Maybe not a full-fledged running back, Mm -hmm. but a weapon a weapon in the backfield that you square him up. His shoulders go square and north and south. He can hit pay dirt with his elite speed. Let's not screw around in the backfield, horizontal screens. Let's not get him lit up by defensive linemen. Do you think the Arizona Cardinals have something when it comes to Rondell Moore being a consistent threat in the run game? It's something they identified, according to Jonathan Gannon, back in OTAs. It was something that... The coaching staff said, let's take a look at this, and they put him in the backfield. Now, we've seen, obviously, design runs for Rondell Moore with Cliff Kingsbury in in the previous coaching staff, but we haven't seen it run at this level before, and I think you have to be excited about it because how were they going to supplement the run game outside of James Conner or with James Conner? James Conner has been a beast, especially the last couple of weeks, went over the century mark in week two, nearly went over the century mark again in week three at 98 yards rushing. But where were they going to get the extra yardage? Where were they going to get the change of pace? Nobody really on the roster. Keontae Ingram is somebody that you, you wish he'd get better, more uh, opportunities, I guess, throughout the first three weeks. But they just it hasn't been there for whatever reason, whether it's scheme, whether it's blocking, whether it's just maybe – choosing the right or the wrong direction to go. But Rondell Moore, I, I've seen him, in, even dating back to the preseason, run the football effectively in this offense. And, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll sign up immediately for, you know, two to three carries a game from Rondell Moore. I think that, that him with the ball in the hands and trying to find open space is where he, he's the best uh, as far as his game goes. So if, if that's going to put him in a position to do so, then do it because I haven't seen so much from him in the slot or the slot really featured at all in this offense. I mean, I know that they feature tight ends and, I, and it seems like they, they feature the outside receivers and, and try to do a lot of uh, crossing routes, but not seeing a whole lot from the, the slot position yet uh, and opportunities for Rondell Moore in the passing game. So to get him involved, sure, why not? You wonder if that's a byproduct, of, respectfully, of Josh Dobbs and will they open it up a little bit more when K1 comes back? Mm-hmm. Uh, utilizing the slot and it's unfortunate because our guy Greg Dorch eats in the slot and so 
yeah. hoping for him that they they do open that back up. But I think again, you got to play to your quarterback in the situation that calls for it. And the situation right now is you just mentioned it. The Cardinals, James Conner, the success of this offense right now is on his shoulders in part with Joshua Dobbs. And I think in the perfect world, you give James Conner like 70% of the workload, but you've got to be able to supplement. And I, you know, I tweeted this out yesterday. I just have not seen what I've needed to to feel confident with Keontae Ingram, especially finding lanes and, and hitting accelerations. I thought there were holes to be had yesterday where he slowed up a couple of yeah. times. He was too indecisive, and the coaches, they'll work with him on that. But, I mean, James Conner, it's a one-cut-and-go. And not everything's going to go for 25, 30 yards, but for, for Keontae, it just felt like not tippy-toeing, but close to that. And so if, if if we can't remedy that and you can't be a consistent compliment, like I need some juice. I've been saying that since the preseason. Where's the juice at? It's from number four. I mean, yesterday, that was an eye-opening because right when he hit that seam, it was a 45-yard touchdown run. Like, you know he was scoring. He, yeah. he is too fast. He, you know, I, I have I have not been a fan of that draft pick. I've, I've told you this many times on the show. Like, it was an overdraft in my opinion. But never have they utilized what he does well. And that's one cut and go. Get him an open space. Now, it's up to him, and I got a lot of this on Twitter when I presented the option of potentially moving him in part to running back. He's got to stay healthy, right? No soft tissue, but that's the NFL, man. Like, he's a slot receiver. He's getting lit up anyway by linebackers and company. Jet sweeps, motion, getting him north and south with his shoulder square again, hitting the hole and going. Like, that was, I, I would say, outside of the Kyler Murray touchdown, his year one against the Vikings, and maybe the toe tap against San Francisco, that was his most impressive NFL play. To do that against the defense, the situation that called for it, the circumstances with trying to get your head coach's first win, I I, I think they are, they're going to feature him the rest of the year in the run game. Somebody said, Rondell Moore, Jordan Pete should be like Debo two years ago. I'm not ready to go that far, but I'm with Bo. I, I think three or four carries per game. I yeah. think you put he and James Conner in the backfield together and, and, and you put him out, jet sweep in motion, and then he gets the ball from Josh Dobbs and he immediately turns it upfield. That was fantastic to see. Yeah. I'm so happy for Rondell. What they call that outside zone? I think that's what they said yeah. it was uh, in the post game. But um, I mean, we saw Josh Dobbs on, on his big 40 plus yard rush. We saw James Conner go 26 yards. We saw Michael Wilson on his 69 yard catch and run. Uh, but then you saw what the next gear is as far as yeah. running the football, and that was Rondell Moore. And um, man, was, was it, it, it was impressive. And like it, it was back to back plays where he was in the backfield, and you thought, okay, what, what's this gimmick, right? And then right. they they simplify it, right? And they just run this outside zone and run it to perfection. And next thing you know, it's a touchdown. Like before it was a screen pass out of the backfield for Rondell Moore. Slow moving screen pass. Yeah, slow moving. And it kind of set that the next play up. And you just love to see that uh, Drew Petzing just kind of, like I said yesterday multiple times, was in his bag yesterday and really playing to the Cardinals' uh, strengths and the diversity of this receiving core, man. I love it. I really do. I, I like that, you know, what they've got in Michael Wilson and how Drew Petzing continues to scheme Michael Wilson into wide-open situations. Sure, he only had two catches yesterday, but he was wide-ass open on both of them and then some on the 69-yard catch. What they're doing with Hollywood Brown in the red zone, two, you know, the last week was – Easy, simple walk in the park touchdown, and then really kind of him put on the speed and, and making the play on that Josh Dobbs throw where only he could catch it. I just love the diversity of this of this receiving course so far, and then Rondell Moore adding that to his game. It's impressive. 
they're nice compliments to each other. And I think when I keep putting a, a asterisk, a caveat to all this, when Kyler Murray comes back, I you will see the deep ball again to Hollywood Brown. Like you really, they haven't been able to take advantage of that, even though Dobbs got a great arm and he had a, a couple nice downfield throws yesterday. But like, that, that's what Hollywood Brown's known for is the jet stream 50 to 60 yard tutty. I just don't think it's going to look like the deep ball of NFL past. I feel like it's gone. Like what, what they've done with the two high looks and, and all the, all the things that like NFL defenses is like, we're just not going to get beat over the top. So like the success that Kyler Murray had in 2021, throwing the ball and taking the top off the defense is the old DA offense. I think those are, those days are gone, but I think what Drew Petzing's offense gives you the ability to do is you are going to see big time pass plays, but they're not going to be just like, Hey, Hollywood Browns is going to run straight down the field and beat his man because he's going to, you more likely than not, he'll have safety helper. He's going to just scheme him open and it's going to be a big play. Like you saw on Sunday with, uh, with Michael Wilson. Free matter for the blind $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Friend of the program. You guys have said it before that Kyler will have to practice a couple weeks before playing. If Dobbs, and we've asked this question, free matter, can play just after six days with the team. Why can't Kyler play the same week he's clear? I would push back and say, Josh Dobbs, while it wasn't with this team, he had a training camp yeah. in preseason. Like, he was in football shape. Like, Kyler Murray's in shape. He hasn't taken a snap under center. He hasn't worked with Yelda Froholt that I know he's not allowed to, right? It's against NFL rules to practice. So, I again, I think he's going to come back soon after he's off of PUP and he's activated. But, th- like, two and a half practices, That's that's asking a lot. I think... Again, I think it would be wise for them to activate activate him regardless of his status a week from today. Burn a roster spot, get him ready over the course of the next couple of weeks. So I yeah. I would say right now, everybody keeps asking me like I know. I would maybe like Baltimore in week week eight. You you do know, I believe. You are uh, the Cardinals Nostradamus. With when the, I know, and- I will tell everybody I don't know right <laughs> now. Because you know what? They don't know. And if they say they know, they're lying. They don't know. I don't know. Let's hear from Jonathan again. He was asked about Kyler Murray today. Damon, I believe this is the second Jonathan Gannon uh, video that we have. So JG2 here. Let's play this clip. With me? Um, yeah, I mean, I touch base with Kyler every day. Um, but he's doing well. But no, no, no. Uh, we know the timetable, but we have our own timetable. That just doesn't sound like, hey, he's going to be active and, and in the lineup week five as soon as he's available. I mean, it's crazy to think that like we're not going to be sitting here next week. I'm almost uh, pretty confident that this time next week, we're not going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray uh, on the Cincinnati with the Bengals coming to town in week five. You don't think we'll be doing a show next week. Kyler Murray's activated. Let's speculation running wild. I think there's a chance we do that. I don't think he plays that week, but I think like, by default, this show is gonna ha- is gonna do a show led by Kyler Murray's activated off a of pup. What does it mean? <laughs> we're gonna be doing that, and then we'll come on the show and say what we're saying now. Probably means he'll he'll be back after a couple weeks of practice. But again, like he has to practice at some point. He he looks fantastic, you know. Per you know reports and and you know looks his great. own Instagram. He showed yeah. video he of himself fantastic. running. So and I everybody mean, and everybody, even when they saw him in the the leather vest that he was wearing to the stadium yesterday, I guess they all had like a cowboy theme. Yeah. Um, he like they're like, oh, he's walking with a noticeable limp. That's just how Kyler Murray walks. Can we can we stop trying to play, uh, you know, um, couch doctor here? Like, 
Kyler Murray, like that's just how he walks. If you look at how he walked before, if you look watch like the pre, like l- look at last season when he was entering the stadium in his street clothes, he's got a little hitch in his giddy up to start with. Can I can I ask a question too? Like, no. Lori did not look healthy, and he was playing in like preseason games. Kyle, right. like two two of my fantasy teams, the guy can barely move. Like he can practice. And not like we're at the point, we're going to get to a point like the quarter of the season. No one's going to be healthy around the NFL. Like guys are going to be beat up. Like he, he, he needs to come back and practice. Now, do you unleash him when he's not ready? Of course not. And they'll know they'll be able to watch a practice. And they're like, we just don't feel comfortable with him playing in the offense right now. And, and he needs more reps under center. Because right now, what is Dobbs doing better than anything outside of that game against Washington? He's not turning the ball over. He's not making the critical mistake. Yesterday, he gets sacked. He gets smoked by Micah Parsons. He hangs on to the football. He fumbles yeah. it there. The Cardinals lose that game. They mm-hmm. they don't want to put Kyler out there before he's ready to play mistake-free football. But he has to. You've got to practice, Kyler. It's time to practice. I think he wants to practice. Yeah. To practice. Let's practice together. He's talking about practice? Practice. practice. Not practice a game. Uh, I mean, one thing's for, for sure, though. I mean, going up against that stout front seven from, from Dallas and to see how well they performed and how, for the most part, they bottled up a, uh, a Micah Parsons. I mean, he was sacked twice yesterday. Joshua Dobbs was sacked twice yesterday. The offensive line, like, I don't, I think Kyler Murray is going to have a whole play with a whole lot of confidence, at least that he's going to be protected by his offensive line. By the way, JG was asked about, you had noticed that Tristan Cologne was working his way into the rotation, played some left guard snaps with Elijah Wilkinson. Uh, and it's, I, I think they're just kind of getting uh, Cologne some reps. And if Wilkinson, uh, struggles like he did in weeks one and week two that they might, you know, roll with Cologne for a little bit longer. But then it seemed like Wilkinson responded. He had his best game as a Cardinal yesterday playing, you know, about 75% of the snaps. Bye, Felicia. You're not going to play well. Get out of the lineup. 30, <laughs> 30 PFF grades back-to-back weeks, and I'm not the biggest PFF Was he like a 75 yesterday? We can see with our eyes. He played much better. Um, yeah. yeah, I pointed that. I'm like, Bo, is there somebody else starting at left guard that doesn't look like our boy? Um, Topic 64, 999 Super Chat. So, so generous. Thank you, Topic 64. These coaches are coaching their asses off. They are. The playbook is open. The offense is keeping the defense on their toes, and the defense is being stingy and competitive. Um, the, the best compliment I can give them is they did not curl up in a ball and hide. Not that they did that the first two weeks, but yesterday I tweeted this out. Like, you had that possession where the Cardinals defense held again, but it was, it was a delicate situation. They, it was like 21 to 16 at this point, the Cardinals defense was vulnerable. It'd been on the field a lot in the second half. And I'm like, Oh, is it, is it going to be a house of cards unraveling? And the offense came out and the first play from scrimmage was the big play to Michael Wilson. That's what you had to have happen. That didn't happen against the giants. Didn't happen in the fourth quarter against the commanders. They were aggressive. They said, what do we have to lose? Everybody thinks we're terrible, right? We're not supposed to be beating Dallas. Cardinals were up. I don't know if you know this, Bo. 21 to 10 at halftime. They were still favored to lose by the DraftKings. I was sitting there with our guy BG, and he's like, Can you still get the Cardinals plus money? You sure can. A lot of you people could me their screenshots. Like, so again, you're playing without some money at that point. The the coaching adjustments, specifically in the fourth quarter, were games and one and lost for this team. They made the they pushed all the right buttons yesterday, no doubt. They did. And you're pushing all the right buttons. If you hit up Illegal Pete's, Illegal Pete's stopped by today, dropped off a uh, nice little taco bar for us. And it's elite every time it happens. One of the best taco bars 
it's like a, a mobile taco bar for us here at the PHNX studios. And it's un, it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, nothing compares. It, I had a, a carne taco, I had pollo taco, had all the fixings, cheese, guac, uh, you got uh, pico de gallo, everything that you want to make an elite taco. We had it right here in PHNX studios. Thanks to our friends over at Illegal Pete's. I highly recommend you check out one of their many valley locations including their tempe location take advantage of course on a margarita monday how about illegal pete's margarita the strongest in arizona celebrate a a victory monday with the strongest margarita in arizona it's patio season as well why not go get a couple patio bears they got those irresistible drinks mouth-watering food bowls tacos salad burritos nachos check them out plus those custom cocktails and beers and that piping hot queso illegal pete's your go-to spot this fall stop by for happy hours continuing on until 8 o'clock tonight at all 12 locations. Your go-to spot, burritos, buddies, and beer for the last 28 years. Illegal Pete's. I'm buddies, maybe future beer buddies with our guy, Brian Baldinger, who's going to join us later this week. It's going to be a momentous occasion. He's already clipping out Baldy's breakdowns of the Arizona Cardinals' dominant win against the Dallas Cowboys. Check him out. Is he tomorrow, Bo Brock? Tomorrow, right at the top of the show. So we're going to talk to Brian Baldinger. Baldy joins us for a second straight week. He's going to join us all football season long on Tuesday here on PHNX Cardinals. Our own exclusive Baldy breakdown. Yeah, check him out right now on uh, on Twitter. Is it at Baldy NFL? He's already just cutting away at the Cardinals tape and he's loving what he's seeing. I can't wait to tap into Baldy and that insight analysis tomorrow. I mean, we've got Cardinals Tuesday tomorrow. You got Greg Dorch, the all purpose podcast at 1230. Then you got us with Brian Bulldinger at 430 tomorrow right here on PHNX. Don't miss it. And if you can't make the live shows, don't worry. Everything is archived to go phnx.com, the home of our podcast. I got asked yesterday, Bull Rock, hey, can there places I can listen to old episodes? Well, you can download the podcast to your phone, phnx underscore cardinals. Check out our guy, Howard Balzer. Tremendous insight articles. He's in the locker room yesterday getting quotes from the Arizona Cardinals. Articles right now, go phnx.com. You mentioned Greg Dorch, the Greg Dorch T featured at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. And if you sign up to become a diehard, Right now, you get that shirt for free or every, any shirt that you want. And by the way, speaking of shirts, we are in the lab right now. Not the lab that I visit here. <laughs> not, not Curves, but the other lab. I'm going to tell you right now, we're working on a new shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker with, with the higher-ups, with the creatives. It's like I just watched that movie Air with, you know, not uh-huh. constantly when I got my, my new Jordans. It's like when they were creating the Jordan sneaker. That's like Bo and I. Was in that the, the inspiration? Right at the PHNX, maybe. I just thought, you know what, red and, and black looks solid. We're one Was of your first like introduction to Jordans. Like, you know, the people have been wearing them for a long time, right? Or are we like, hey, honey, check out these shoes. Check out these kicks on this movie with uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, these are neat. Are these, come out? Are these brand new. Is this a new line? No, it's actually been going on for about 40 years. But you know, <laughs> my point, it's like us in the lab, we're creating a new shirt. But in the meantime, pick up some merch, the PHNX merchandise locker uh like this video by the way you guys helped make yesterday's show the biggest in the history of phnx cardinals thank you so much the engagement uh and this is a celebratory week we're back tomorrow baldy top of the show bull brock you absolutely love to see it can't wait uh make sure you take care of those your magic shoes there at the venerable household make sure they get nice cleaned up ready for next sunday's live uh show from bed mgm we're gonna be hanging out you should join us as well i got t-shirts to give away come and join us phnx locker t-shirts that we're gonna be giving away so join us on location the bed mgm sportsbook 
this upcoming Sunday, week four, as the Cardinals take on the hated San Francisco 49ers. Every time I open up the Twitter app, I see another 49ers fan punching another like fan and getting into some brawl. God, uh, it's just the worst. Yeah, so can't wait for this game. Can't wait to start breaking it down, breaking down yesterday's win with Baldy tomorrow right here on PHNX Cardinals. Have a great rest of your Monday.